Podcast Markets with Chip Nellier. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Dawson Tire and Will, your premier ag tire and wool provider in North America, and Tractor Zoom delivering insights. Chip, how you doing this morning? Well, I got my seatbelt uh, fastened. It's uh, it's going to be a bumpy ride this morning, Casey. It, it is. Well, yeah. So I woke up this morning and I'm looking through my through my stuff, getting ready to talk to you. And I look down at the uh, my six thirty uh, in the morning alert that I get on my phone. It says Corn's down seven and two, uh, seven and a quarter for the May contract. Down six in December, and then uh, May soybeans. You might as well just sink the ship because it looks like it's going down too. Uh, Fifteen and three quarter in the May contract. And November beans are at fourteen and a quarter. Then I get my here latest update. Kind of rebounded a little bit, but soybeans got worse. Um, man, I guess there's some a couple of uh, oil juggernauts decided they're going to see see who's got the uh, the bigger. Uh, the bigger swing in the marketplace, and it looks like uh, Saudi Arabia is going to try to try to ramrod that. So he's got two incredible things going on. We got a, a big oil kind of pissing match going on here, and then we've got a got the coronavirus. It looks like it's getting worse before it's getting better. So I guess wow, free for all here. Uh, it is, it is, and and um, obviously we were you know fighting the issues with this coronavirus issue and how that was <clears throat> slowing the world economy down. That in itself was kind of a, a black swan, and uh, and then this uh, energy, this crude oil deal is definitely a black swan. Unfortunately, you're combining them at the same time, and it's just decimating the financial markets here. Um, so you know the detail of that is OPEC met OPEC plus Russia couldn't agree on uh, on cuts. Uh, actually, Russia would not agree on the cuts. Saudi Arabia thought uh, about it for a day and said, um, you know. Uh, forget you, Russia. We're going to just flood the market with uh, cheap oil. We're going to offer our uh, oil at a major discount, um, you know, 20, 30% discount on the world market. And we're going to try and break you, Russia. Let's play this game. They've tried this once before. It didn't, uh, it didn't go very well for them. Obviously, in the short run, there's a lot of pain. They're going to obviously reduce their uh, oil revenues uh, as a country because of that, as well as everywhere across the country. So you combine these two things, um, you know, in the overnight trade, and it's just uh, got the makings, unfortunately, of a real ugly day. It's already ugly enough. We uh, closed crude oil on Friday at like 41 and change. And at one point overnight, we were trading crude oil uh, sub $29. Holy crap. And so massive move there that alone would have caused some havoc in the in the stock market uh because oil is a big you know component of a a lot of uh you know a lot of a lot of companies in the s&p 500 and and, but you combine that with the coronavirus issue which continues to progress unfortunately and uh seems like it's uh it's speeding up not slowing down there are some bright spots it appears it slowed down a little bit in china and korea but certainly here domestically, uh, it seems like it's picking up steam. 
and we've got some ugliness across the board. Um, it's hard to spin it. You know, it's hard. It's, it's really hard to spin this. It's going to be ugly. We better uh, swallow hard and get ready for some issues here. Um, I, I think the take home is, though, as you mentioned earlier, it could be worse, right? The, the grain markets open the overnight 7, 8, or 7 p.m. Central. They've had all night to trade and, and all morning. They're on a, on a break right now until 8.30. But, um, you know, if they were going to go limit down, they had all the time in the world to do it. There will be some, some end-user pricing on a scale-down basis. This is kind of, you know, if you're Japan, Mexico, maybe even China, you know you have to use some of these agricultural products. It, uh, it's, it's kind of a blue light special here we got going on. So there will be some end user pricing on the way down. The, the livestock markets look like, at least on the screen, a lot can change here in the next half hour or so. Uh, on the screen, it looks like hogs, cattle, feeders could all be limit down uh, initially. But uh, that's kind of where we stand, Casey. It's a unfortunately uh, uh, kind of a historic unprecedented day. We're going to have a lot of pain in the financial markets. It's going to spill over to our grain and, uh, and livestock markets. Um, but that's where we're at. Yeah. So looking back at the markets here, if you, I mean, we've pretty much given back all that we gained here for the most part. I mean, we got back up to, to about a mid February high, um, uh, at that 383 385 maybe for a minute um maybe 383 and a quarter it looks like was the was the high there but if you go back to where that was back to about february 18th where you're looking at corn at three um in the 360s low 350s kind of thing uh, or high 350s we're we're vastly approaching giving back all the gains we've got so i mean i guess what's some this is where that plan comes into play. So what are some, what are some of the stuff you're talking to your clients about right now? <clears throat> yeah, that's, uh, we, yeah, late mid last week, we were right back into the range. Uh, like you mentioned, uh, mid to upper three eighties on May corn. <clears throat> and it looked like, um, you know, we had every indication if we could get a little stability in these financial markets, we could maybe rally a, a little bit. China bought some U S sorghum last week, 110,000 metric tons. There's rumors that they, uh, uh, no confirmation yet on this. They, they did confirm by the U.S. sorghum. There was some rumors they were buying some U.S. wheat and possibly some U.S. DDGs. So, it, you know, kind of put a little bit of uh, breath of fresh air back in the markets. But now this, uh, this latest uh, debacle here over the weekend, um, you know, has them close to the lows. We didn't make new lows in corn. What are we talking to uh, about with producers? Your crop insurance guarantee is very important right now. Um, it's not the year with all the risks involved there <clears throat> to buy down on crop insurance. Uh, in fact, there's some, you know, private products that you can buy up, um, uh, you know, that guarantee, the closer we get to where prices are to your crop insurance guarantee, there might be some moves to be made there, uh, you know, on some call purchases, uh, so that you can sell grain into on a rally. Uh, if we would catch hold here and maybe uh, get past this little crisis we're having in the financial markets and rally more, get back closer, you know, upper 390s to the $4 area on December corn, new crop corn, we'd be looking to maybe go the other way and, and make some sales, uh, purchase some puts to protect the downside. 
prepared to, to you know maneuver either way. Uh, the bottom line is we're going to try to get two to three steps down the road in a position on new crop corn and beans where we're right no matter what happens. We have a lot of risk taken off the table and, um, you know, hopefully some profits uh, locked in. And then if uh, China goes on a buying spree and things stabilize and we rally, we've got the upside open, but the downside protected. Uh, so you just have to stay nimble in this market. Don't, uh, it's not a time to, uh, you know, stick your head in the sand and, and not worry about the markets. Um, it, it's stressful, but uh, it is definitely the time to have a plan, refine your plan, and know what you're going to do, whether corn and beans rally you know, 30, 40 cents or whether they sell off another 20, 30 cents. you got to have a plan and execute that. Yep. What's your feel for this situation we're seeing now in the oil market? Is this a... Is Saudi Arabia going to play this game for 30 days? Or are they going to, is this something that they're just going to wait and see what happens? I think they're prepared to wait and see what happens. Okay. Um, that doesn't mean that there can't be a quick resolution, right? You could see Russia cave in. You could see them go back to the table and agree on production cuts. Uh, we could snap back very quickly. Uh, the longer that it, it, it goes and the more they flood the market with cheap oil, unfortunately, the, the more readjusting we've got to do to some of these energy-related companies, uh, not only here but around the world, um, you know, it's... Uh, <laughs> you, go to bed, uh, you go to bed Friday night with crude oil in the low 40s and you wake up and Monday morning and we've traded uh, under 30 that's a big adjustment on yeah. some of these yeah that's a that's a quick that's a quick snap too man that's one of those things where you uh, like you said I mean you you lose 15 bucks overnight and that is you can kind of prepare for it when it gradually is happening when it happens all of a sudden man I'll tell you what that that turns things on its head real quick and people start making some pretty rash decisions to cover their cover their positions pretty quick and if this continues this way um, we could have some low 20s here pretty quick if, if this continues the same way but the first knee-jerk reaction to the marketplace is always the biggest dip right and there's some there there might be some upside here in a little while but it's going to be uh, some pretty rough sailing for for the foreseeable future i guess yeah, no doubt, and and there'll be a you know painful adjustments. There's uh, a lot of the U.S. shale uh, production uh, is estimated, you know, upper forties to about fifty for their break-even costs. Um, so you know it's supply and demand, and um, you know they've seen booms and busts in uh, in oil country for years and years and years, and yeah. You know, that's, uh, again, it's going to be painful for the higher leveraged, um, you know, higher break-even type production companies. Uh, it'll probably shutter some of them. It'll probably break some of them, unfortunately. Some of those uh, states, uh, you know, Texas, Colorado in particular, uh, probably going to be in for, uh, you know, a little rough go of it here for a uh, a period of time, but, um, you know, low prices increase production, right? There's, there will be a back, uh, a backside of this as we come out of this, um, you know, low prices, cure low prices. We will increase production. Uh, I should say, uh, demand with lower price levels 
And uh, as you then cut production, whether that's, you know, companies going out of business, shuttering production, or a combination of that, and then eventually there's an OPEC uh, production cut, you could come screaming back, you know, into the 40s and 50s just as quick as we drop down into the 20s and 30s. So uh, very, very volatile time. Uh, unprecedented volatility, really, in some of these markets. Interest rates are at all-time lows. Uh, you know, gold's at a seven-year high. You know, multi-year lows in crude oil. Uh, stock market, uh, you know, two and a half weeks ago, all-time highs in the stock market. And now, you know, we're somewhere around uh, 14%. Um, correction and uh, and counting. So it's happening fast, as it always does. All right, Chip, plenty of stuff going on here. Folks are working on a plan or just need some help with what's going on or just ask you a general question about the craziness that's happening today. What's the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah, best way is just uh, give us a call at the office, 309-550-7213. We'd love to chat with you. It's a very volatile, uh, scary time frame, and uh, it's more more critical than ever to have a plan. All right, Chip. Well, I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Make sure you check out uh, my website at movingironllc.com. Also check out tractorzoom.com as well as uh, dawsontire.com for all the for all the needs and stuff that they have going on there. Also check out the Global Ag Network and uh, all the great podcasters there as well. So until next time, I'm Casey Seymour with Chip Nellinger. Let's go move some iron, folks. Out.